Welcome to ChiroCast. A couple of years ago, I started this podcast because so many students and doctors said they want to hear more chiropractic philosophy out there on the podcast networks, period. Now I have three chiropractic philosophical businesses who want to sponsor this podcast. Here are two of them. Preferred Chiropractic Doctor. This is a company uh, also known as PCD that is the revolutionary company that really helped pioneer the cash practice, uh, doing it legally and creating affordable cash plans for our patients. Probably one of the most important companies that I deal with on a day-to-day basis where most of my patients are PCD members. That's the first one. They could be uh, reached at bewell2, that's B-E-W-E-L-L, number two, dot com. The second one is Cairo Wright. Cairo and then W-R-I-T-E, Cairo Wright. They are my preferred provider for the software that we use for our notes, for our scheduling, for our billing, everything we do, our entire practice is run on Kyrite. I've been using them since 2010, and they are phenomenal, and I love it because of the ease and simplicity of their notes. And now, on to the podcast. A slip on the snowy sidewalk in winter is a small thing. It happens to millions. A fall from a ladder in the summer is a small thing. That also happens to millions. The slip or a fall produces a subluxation. The subluxation is a small thing. The subluxation produces pressure on a nerve. That pressure is a small thing. The pressure cuts off the flow of mental impulses. That decreased flowing is a small thing. That decreased flowing produces a diseased body and brain. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that sick man by a thousand. You can control the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that man by a million and you can shape the physical and mental destiny of a state. Multiply that man by 130 million. You can forecast and can prophecy the physical and mental status of a nation. So the slip or fall, the subluxation, produce a pressure, a flow of mental impulses and dis-ease are big enough to control the thoughts and actions of a nation. Now comes a man. Any one man is a small thing. This man gives an adjustment. That adjustment's a small thing. The adjustment replaces the subluxation. That's a small thing. The adjusted subluxation releases pressure upon the nerves. That's a small thing. The release pressure <clears throat> restores health to a man. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that well man by a thousand, you can step up the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that well man by a million, you can increase the efficiency of a state. Multiply that well man by 130 million, and you produce a healthy, wealthy, and better race for posterity. So the adjustment of the subluxation to release pressure upon nerves, to restore mental impulse flow, to restore health, is big enough to rebuild the thoughts and actions of the world. The idea that knows the cause, that can correct the cause of dis-ease, is one of the biggest ideas known. Without it, nations fall. With it, nations rise. This is the biggest idea I know of. B.J. Palmer, Bigness of the Fellow Within, 1949. B.J. Palmer is the foundation of the philosophy that I live by, that I practice by, that I'm gonna teach by. There are a lot of people out there who don't particularly agree with Dr. Palmer, including chiropractors. Here's an example from a blog post I happened to find. Top four signs your chiropractor might be a shyster. This is lovely. So the S word, subluxations, there's the top word 
that might indicate a chiropractic is a shyster. Chiropractic is a fantastic profession, blah, 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 says this chiropractor. Uh, there is absolutely zero truth or evidence to these antiquated theories. In short, subluxations don't exist. They're not identifiable on x-ray and not identifiable on, palpi on palpation. These theories continue to be propagated in our profession and have taught the students at some of the learning institutions to this day, including Life University. The subluxation-based contingency of the chiropractic profession holds on to the subluxation dogma with religious fervor. The subluxation re represents everything that is wrong with our profession today and negative experiences people have with chiropractic. I beg to differ. I would like this chiropractor, if he's interested, to have a debate with me. Uh, because subluxation is the reason we have a profession. And if someone would prefer that the word subluxation not be in this profession, then start your own bloody profession. Right? You're so damn smart, start your own profession. Create your own thing. Right? You want to call it a crack? Then call yourself a chirocracker or something. I don't care. I don't care. Don't diss what the profession stands for. Right? We were built on the word subluxation. We were built on the word chiropractic. Right? We were built on the word adjustments. These are not antiquated ideas. This is what we were built on. Right? So I don't, this just, it bothers me. Can you see that? The subluxation complex is an amazing marketing tool and idea. Imagine if every person on the face of this earth was walking around with undiagnosed subluxations. I know, the horror. You know, he's a very dramatic writer. I appreciate his writing style, so that I do care for. Um, however, I think he's just dead wrong. Uh, promises, promises. And here he's talking about how chiropractors should not do, commit fraud, right? But let me ask you, it kind of goes on with this about uh, you know, like how we uh, take care of certain things that and we shouldn't be saying that we take care of certain things. I'm a pediatric chiropractor, right? I don't treat a thing. What do I take care of? Subluxations. I don't take care of back pain. I don't take care of autism. I don't take care of asthma. I don't take care of ear infections. I take care of kids. So when I look at this, and if you keep on going on to this diatribe, you'll see that what he's talking about is we shouldn't be saying that we take care of anything. Well, I would like to suggest that if you're a Northwest injury clinic, that I'd like to suggest that, that you're taking care of injuries, right? How do you know that injury is, is purely something that you can take care of? Right? How many times, I, 30 years I've been in practice, 30 years I've been in practice, there are times when someone comes into my office with back pain and that ain't the problem. It's the fact that they have a tumor in their spine or a tumor in their lung or a tumor in their prostate gland or a tumor in their ovary. Right? Happens very rarely, but it happens. Right? So don't tell me I can take care of pain. Right? Don't tell me that I'm a pain doctor. I am not a pain doctor. What's my goal? Nerve system improvement. That's my goal. That is my goal. I want to improve the nerve system. So when that little boy comes into me the other day who has a genetic deformity and is having all kinds of physical challenges, emotional challenges, communication challenges, uh, visual challenges, and the parent asks me, are you going to fix my kid? <laughs> my goal is to remove subluxations. My goal is to optimize the nerve system. My goal is to make sure that your little boy or your little girl or whoever it is who's in front of me has the best opportunity possible so that their brain and nerve system is working as close to 100% as they can, right? As they can. 
So don't tell me I'm doing fraudulent things because I happen to say that I'm taking care of subluxations. This is what I do. This is what chiropractors do. It's what we're based on, right? Prepaid treatment plans. So we should do pay per visit like the medical community does, right? I've been doing prepaid treatment plans for like 20 something years, right? I use preferred chiropractic doctors. They're the people I use to help me with create these legal, affordable, prepaid treatment plans. The, 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 the old model of pay per visit doesn't work in a chiropractic practice. Unless you just want to see people for pain. If you just want to be a pain management place, which is not a bad thing and not a wrong thing, and that's totally cool, right? I have no judgment. I'm a judgment-free kind of person. So if you want to do that way and you want to treat the person, treat the person like a pain-based model medical practice, then of course you'll do a per-visit thing, right? And you'll come to me until the pain goes away, right? But that's not my model, right? My model is salutogenic. Do you, understand, do you know that word, salutogenesis? Salutogenesis is the, is the word that chiropractors do. It's about wellness. It's about getting someone to well and then getting them even weller because you can never get too healthy. And that's what salutogenesis is all about versus allogenesis, allopathic model, which is when there's a problem, you fix it, right? Now, most people come into my practice, unless they're a mom bringing a newborn baby into my practice and the mom's been under care, so they bring a healthy wellness baby and the kid doesn't need to get adjusted. But I would say 90 some odd percent of the people who come into my practice are, come in in the allopathic model. So what is my job as a chiropractor? Is my job just gonna go crack like this and push on someone's back or click with an activator? Is that my job? No, that is a mechanistic job. My job is to educate, educate why they are where they are, right? If all you do is just say, lie down, crack, crack, you're done, a robot can do that, right? You don't need to have any human interaction with that. If all you want to get is a crack, let's just set up an assembly line, like a Ford assembly line, crunch, crunch, crunch. That's all it is, right? Chiropractic is a philosophy, right? Chiropractic is a lifestyle and people need to be educated. They need to understand, right? And it's not about their pain and pain management, right? Because you don't know what is the cause generator of their pain. It might be the subluxation, it may not be, right? How do you know it's not other parts of their lifestyle? How do you know it's not stress? How do you know it's not diet? How do you know it's not their crazy exercise program or lack thereof, right? You don't know what their pain generator is. Nobody does. Right, so I want you to understand that when we think about prepaid treatment plans, the point is this, <clears throat> you look at even the best medical practices, all the functional medical practices out there, they're doing prepaid treatment plans. You pay per month and you come in a certain number of times. That's, how, that's the trend of the future, right? This is hanging, the, talk about antiquated, this is what has been the medical practice been for hundreds of years, right? And before this, it was just like, you know, give me a chicken and I'll, take care of your kid, right? But it was always exchange for service. Who cares how the exchange is? What does that have to do with chiropractic, right? Should have nothing to do with anything. They're marketing pitch behind wellness, all right? So now we're starting to say, you know, wellness is the quality or state of being healthy in body, mind, especially as a result of a deliberate effort. That's wrong. 
That sounds good to me. That's salute Genesis, right? Now, here's the, here's the fallacy of this thinking. That when you have a salutogenic thought process, that you never get sick. That you never have pain. Where is that written? I'm sorry, life is pain. If you live, you're going to have pain. If you live, you're going to get sick. Right? Some degrees worse than others. Sometimes worse than others. It's just the way it is. There's no way, there's no way anybody can say, by getting adjusted, you will never get sick again. Or by getting adjusted, you'll have a pain-free life. That's a lie. Nothing can promise that. Nothing. There's no medicine. There's no chiropractic. There's no homeopathy. There's no anything that can promise a pain-free, sickness-free life. Not possible. So that's not the goal. So let's not educate our patients towards that. I'm going to get you out of pain. My goal as a chiropractor, let me crack your back, I'll get you out of pain. You probably won't. You might temporarily relieve their pain, but you're not going to get them out of pain and keep them there, right? Especially if you have a person who's living a normal life and being an active lifestyle, or you're adjusting athletes. If you're an athlete, you're going to have pain, dude. I don't care what you do. You work out heavy, you're a crossfitter, you're going to have pain. Just the way it is, right? But let's think about how we manage our bodies. That's different, right? Most of us just wait until our bodies fall apart to fix it. Not a good idea. The dentists caught on to this a long time ago, didn't they? Right? Brushing your teeth used to be an occasional thing when you went out. But then they realized that brushing your teeth did what? It prevented tooth decay, right? So they started pushing that, right? So when I was a kid, the dentist would come into into school with this big toothbrush and so you have got to brush your teeth and these big teeth and you got to brush them every day and it's so important and they push brushing on us and now all of us brush our teeth all the time right well the spine's pretty important too but you can't take your own spine right you can do yoga yoga's great you can do pilates pilates is awesome right there's a lot of great things that will help your spine right but I, there's nothing i know of like chiropractic to really take care of the spine so what's wrong with that right a dentist doesn't say come back when you need me what does the dentist say Make appointment in six months, right? Let's get your checkup in six months. Right? So, so, so when I read this sort of stuff, I'm like, where's the disconnect? Everybody else is doing this, right? But us, and we want to go backwards. We'd rather go backwards. Let's go back to the dark ages, right? And they're saying what we're doing is antiquated. I think this thinking is antiquated, right? We might be using words that came up, were, were, came, had been come up with in the 1890s, but our thought process is progressive. Oh, was that the last one? Oh, good, because I don't want to talk about it anymore. I thought there were five things. There was four. Good. Right? So here's my thought, right? You're here at Life University, the greatest chiropractic school in the world, right? Largest chiropractic school in the world, has more chiropractors out there talking philosophy than any other school in the world, right? <clears throat> While you're here, you know what you should be doing? Aside from reading Yoakum and Rowe and Sousa and all the other greats that I know you have to read, is you should be reading Bigness of the Fell Within. Right? Why aren't, how many, don't raise your hands, how many of you are reading green books? I don't want to know. Don't, don't show me. <clears throat> but how many of you are, if you're not reading green books, why the hell not? Where are you getting chiropractic from then? <clears throat> are you, if you ain't getting it from Sousa. Great book. I love it. One of my favorite textbooks out there. I have the latest edition. I have the latest Yoko Moreau. I have all the classic textbooks that you guys are using, right? <clears throat> but I'm not getting chiropractic out of that, right? 
is great for diagnosis, but I'm not getting chiropractic out of that. You want to get chiropractic, get out of green books. Well, then the argument might be, well, Dr. Rubin, they're very expensive. You're right. <clears throat> so for you, I've given you the green books. Here's the biggest fellow within. Here's Gloria going on. Here's up from below to bottom. Here's Palmer's Laurel Life. My four favorite green books of the 41 that he wrote. For free. Download them. Put them on your phones. They could, if you have an iPhone, right, you can download it and then you can transfer it from your phone, from the actual download into iBooks. And now you have a permanent copy on your iBooks. You can download it into Kindle if you have a Kindle app on your phone, right? So zero excuses, right? Zero excuses. I don't want to hear any excuses of why I can't have a green book because each one of them is $60. Okay, I get it. You guys are students. You're on a student budget. So, so I, had, I removed the barrier. And these are the four best green books. Start reading them. Start reading them. Well, I don't want to read something 600 pages. I'm not asking you to read 600 pages by tomorrow. I'm saying read a couple pages a day. How are you building your chiropractic brain, right? How are you building your philosophical chiropractic brain, right? Now, I'm a scientist like anybody else. And I'm also a philosopher. And I'm also someone who loves technique, right? But chiropractic is a science, art, and philosophy. It's not just one and it's not just two, it's all three. It's a triangle. Triangles don't work on two sides, they work on three. So you wanna be a successful chiropractor in this day and age? All the friends of mine and I who are successful, we're all philosophical, scientific, artistic. We have all three of those sides of the triangle because that's how you become a great chiropractor. <clears throat> so part of my job this quarter is to educate you on that is to make sure you guys are psyched up because you guys at 10th quarter have been beaten up, right? I know, I was, I was here, I graduated from life in 89, right? When all we had was one building, which is the admin building now, that's all we had. And we had, we had walls that were these sliding things, right, that separated classrooms. So I was here back in those days, right, when Dr. Sid was in his heyday, right? I was here during that kind of stuff. And so I know the struggles that you're going through, right? I understand, 30 years being in practice. I, I was just practicing yesterday. I didn't get home last night till nine o'clock, right? Say, what, nine o'clock, what happened? What, when, when do you go home? When the last patient leaves, that's when you go home, right? There's work to do. That's what I want you to understand, there's work to do. When should you start training? Now, now. <clears throat> Your training doesn't start when you graduate. Your training starts now. You want to get out there running, <clears throat> right? You want to be sprinting when you graduate? Now's not the time to sit like this. Yeah, I'll just kind of loaf until I graduate, and then I'll just, then I'll kick it in. No, you won't. No, you won't, because then you're scared, right? Then you're scared. You graduate, you're like, oh, bleep. Like, what am I going to do, right? So you don't want to wait till you graduate. You want to you start training now, right? An Olympic athlete doesn't show up that day you know, of the Olympics and says, huh, look at that, a mountain. I guess I should ski down this, right? He's been training for his whole life for that run, right? For that particular event, right? What are you doing now to train? I'm asking you to read some green books. A couple minutes a day. I'm not saying hours a day, although you might fall in love with it and do, it, do that too. I'm saying a couple minutes a day. Take out a green book, Bigness Fellow with this, where I'd start, and just start reading. Couple minutes a day, five minutes a day. Can you take? Can you carve five minutes out of, off of your Facebook time, right? Can you carve five minutes off of this? 
I see everybody doing all day long, right? But we're developing a bunch of zombies with this Facebook stuff, right? So just, just take, so you, you have an hour a day on your Facebook, right? Make it 55 minutes. Make it 55 minutes, five minutes a day, BJ Palmer. Learn the philosophy. Start owning the philosophy. You listen to podcasts. I have a podcast, right? Uh, Sigafoos is a podcast. Uh, there's a lot of great podcasts out there for chiropractic to hear as you're driving or walking, you know, just to class with your earbuds in. Uh, embed yourself in chiropractic. Why? Because if you feel right now that your life is like, like you're, you're like a, a boxer just been hit and hit and hit and hit and hit, right? You need to recharge your batteries. And you know what philosophy does is it recharges you. It gives you that energy back. It gives you that power. It gives you the why, right? The why I have to get through these midterms and finals. Why I have to write these papers. <clears throat> why I got to take these boards. Why I have to take OSCEs. It gives you the why behind all this kind of stuff. Because without a why, it's easy to fall into other traps. But if you got a strong why, you can do anything. So that's what I'm suggesting is find your why. Here's the green books. Start reading them. 